Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. We've got Lexi and Jordan and a guest here today, Toby Sumter. Woo-hoo. How are you guys doing today? Doing, doing good. good over here. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll have to refrain. Whenever my husband interviewed you for the Shepherd's Crook, he t- called you like Tony Stumpler. So I'm going to like refrain from even saying your name. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we're really excited about having you on here today. Thank you for taking the time to talk with us. Thanks for having me. Can you just share a little bit about like where you live, your family, what you do, that sort of stuff? Sure. I live in Moscow, Idaho. Um, and, uh, I am one of the pastors at Christ Church here. I serve alongside Pastor Doug Wilson. Dun, dun, and, dun. Yeah. <laughs> you just lost a bunch of your listeners. Yeah, it's okay. Um, no, um, I'm married to Jenny. And we have four children, uh, two boys, two girls. My oldest uh, son is a sophomore in high school and two daughters in the middle, eighth grade and sixth grade. And then my youngest son, Ezekiel, is eight. Oh, okay. So, have you guys ever had to homeschool? We have. Okay. Yeah, yeah we've, okay. Um, we, we um, I don't know if we ever had to, but uh, we, we, we got to. Um, okay. a, few, a few times. Um, we actually homeschooled our daughters um, for a while. Um, so I, I kind of subscribed to the parenting school of kicking the boys out a little faster. Oh, and, yeah. Yep. And so we, we sent them off to, we have a great classical Christian school here, Logos, where they're all um, enrolled now. And uh, my wife actually teaches there part-time um, now, teaches fourth okay. grade. Cool. Um, but we, she, home, she studied elementary education, loves teaching, and so um, it was a gift for her to be able to teach the girls at home for several years. Um, and, um, and then one year in particular, um, I think it was right before our youngest son was, was going off to kindergarten or preschool or one of those, uh, we actually, um, my oldest son came home for one year and we actually homeschooled everybody. Um, oh, okay. In the, uh, it was, uh, it, it had just been a, the year before was a, a really full year and it felt like just the right thing. And, um, yeah. my, my wife's uh, dad was actually sick with cancer. And, oh, uh, okay. and so it actually, it was all just perfectly lined up from the Lord yeah. because, um, my oldest son was able to spend the last months of his mm. grandfather's life with his grandpa yeah. and, um, and, and was able you know, be there when he passed and everything. And, and, uh, so all the timing, everything worked out just perfectly for that yeah. year. And then, uh, the following year we, Put them all in. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Logos and uh, and we really um, really love uh, that program too. So huh. we, that's a little bit cool. of everything. That's yeah, awesome. that's awesome. <laughs> um, okay, so we're gonna do an icebreaker real quick before we get started. So today, I want to hear what you guys are reading. I'm sure you have a little extra. Actually, you're at work, Toby, right? Or I am. I am. So no quarantine for you. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still in, in complete denial. <laughs> there you go. That's a good way to go. Uh, well, when you're a homeschool mom, quarantine is basically your life. So yeah, yeah. not a whole lot is different right now. <laughs> so what are you guys reading? I'll let Jordan go first. Okay. okay. Um, I'm reading a biography by Sabina Wonderbrand is her last name and it's called the pastor's wife. And I really enjoyed that. Um, her husband and herself were the ones that started Voice of the Martyrs. Um, so that's been cool, a cool read. And Jared just got me um, the letters from Samuel Rutherford. I've only read like two of them so far, but I've been enjoying that. And I'm reading Death by Living and um, The Dandelion Fire is my nighttime fiction. So really Ooh. loving that 100 Cupboard series. Jared got me the first one for Christmas. So oh, fun. I'm liking those. Mm-hmm. Very fun. Well, um, I am reading, uh, I'm always reading like 20 books at the same yes. time. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fairly ADD when it comes to uh, what I'm reading. Um, but I am, uh, I'm reading a couple of books on uh, um, political theory, Foundations of mm. World Government, um, which is a study of Samuel Rutherford's um, work, Lex Rex, which is like the foundation of American government, um, mm. basically. Um, I'm also reading a book about um, the uh, 
early church fathers. It's called Liberty and the Things of God and it, uh, by Wilkin. And he's arguing that basically the idea of freedom of conscience is a thoroughly Christian idea that was begun by the, um, the early Christian fathers. Augustine and others were the ones that were arguing. It was a thoroughly Christian idea um, that people should have hmm. freedom of conscience. And that was a lot of times uh, it's argued that that was an enlightenment idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm. in fact, they stole it from us. Like, like, <laughs> like anything good that the enlightenment came up with. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, I'm also, uh, I just started reading last night out loud to the family, uh, The Winter King um, oh. by uh, Christine Cohen. She's a new author um, that, uh, uh, lo- uh, what's it called? Cannonball, Cannonball Books mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, is publishing. Uh, my, my older daughter and my wife have read it already and really liked it. And my, my older daughter actually I think has read it like twice or three times. And so um, anyways, we just, we got through the first two chapters last night and it's looking pretty good. And um, and in in my uh, free time, I'm trying to work my way through all of Shakespeare's plays. Oh, sweet. I tried that last year. That was fun. I've got, I've I've got like four or five down. Mm -hmm. There we go. Man, Canon Press needs to come out with more of the worldview series to go with those Shakespeare. I'd read them more. Is it, is it Brian Cole? I think Brian Cole wrote the ones that they do have. So I really liked them. Very good. Cool. Okay. So I guess maybe you guys want to know what I'm reading. It probably will not be a little boring. Sorry, guys. Um, I, uh, where is it? I am reading a book by a Mennonite lady. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, it's just called Be Your Child's Pediatrician. And because of our interesting health co-op circumstances, um, we just have kind of had, we've been forced to like take a lot more, um, of our family's health into our own hands. So especially given everything going on in our son having really severe asthma, I felt like this was a book I should probably be reading. All right. So I am going to pull up the tweet that we have you here for Toby. All right. <laughs> um, just, I think we've shared this before. My, my, my heart and Jordan's heart for this podcast was that we wanted a solid resource for pastor's wives specifically to be able to continue to be fearless and fruitful um, in ministry. We just felt like a lot of resources out there for pastor's wives were kind of just uh, an an excuse to complain and to give into fear or to be demanding. So when I saw this tweet, I was like, yes, somebody else out there gets it that (laughs) for whatever reason, pastor's wives often get the pass for being, sinful. (laughs) And we just kind of want that to be the opposite. So I'm going to go ahead and read your tweet real quick, and then we're going to chat about it. Great. You wrote, one of the weakest links in the church is the wives of elders and pastors. Many wives are stumbling blocks to their husbands by their fretting, fussing, and criticizing of their husband's calling to lead and fight. An elder who has not discipled his wife for the fight is a liability. So I think for the most part- I did write that. (laughs) Yes, you will claim it. it. It's (laughs) it's true. It's true. I I did that. (laughs) So was it mixed feedback or was it mostly bad feedback? Why was it bad feedback? What are your thoughts? Um, I think it was a mix. I I think the the people who are angry or upset um, tend to be louder and Mm, more mm -hmm. shrill. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But if you count you know, retweets and likes mm-hmm. and shares. I, I put the same quote on my Facebook feed. Um, so if you include all mm-hmm. of that, I think I probably got more positive feedback on Facebook than I did on Twitter, um, mm-hmm. at least more than just likes um, uh, or shares. But I think you put it all together and I would say a lot of people really resonated with it mm-hmm. um, and, you know, thanked me and appreciated it. And there were a lot of people that were really mad and, mm-hmm. um, uh, and it was, um, and I, and you know, and, and that was a, a range, but, um, so I think it, um, I wasn't, I wasn't at all shocked by, um, the mixture right. of responses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, <laughs> I expected it and, um, it was on purpose. Calculated, not, okay, so, not just yeah. flippant. <laughs> right. Were, were there women, was it mostly women or men that were upset about it? I'm curious. You know, that's a good question. And I'm not sure if I paid 
close enough attention to that. Um, I, um, I, what I noticed more of actually, um, I, I wrote a follow-up blog post. I don't know if you saw, um, mm -hmm. I think the, the following Monday or so, um, the thing that I noted was actually how, um, the responses came. It was kind of like, I don't know, um, maybe like the coronavirus <laughs> sort of like you have, uh, uh, this is an analogy that's on our minds, but it like, it was initially actually waves of uh, the first wave was a lot of people that were thanking me and appreciative with a couple of little outliers. And then, um, and then it was like a day later, I started getting the pushback. Uh, um, and initially the pushback was something like, uh, I wouldn't say it like that. I think you might have a point somewhere in there, but it was mean the way you said it or unloving, kind of unloving, not very nice. Um, and then a day after that, um, I started getting like, like mocked and mm, uh, death threats. yeah, it will. And it was, and then yeah, it was actually, I think that was like the fourth day was like, I was getting full on, you know, um, cussed out and, mm. and death threats and, you know, Oh my um, gosh. Oh, are you serious? Well, death threats. <laughs> um, well, just, I, a, just a mild mauling. Yeah. What, I mean, <laughs> there was some, there was some pretty, um, perverse threats. Hmm. So I'll put it, I'll put it that wow. way. Wow. And um, that's crazy. Uh, it was, um, you know, so that was what I noticed more of than I did necessarily the male female. And sometimes if you know, on Twitter, like the handles are sometimes difficult to know oh, like, yeah. is this yeah, a man yeah. or a woman. And mm -hmm. you know, although of course, lots of people are helpfully identifying themselves yes. now with their <laughs> pronouns, but, um, but I didn't, it was, I think a pretty, I want to say it was a pretty good mix of both, but that's a very rough guess. Hmm. Okay. So in your tweet, you talk a lot about um, women's response to their husband attempting to be courageous, whether in the pulpit or mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Um, what reasons do you think are behind a woman, a woman being fussy or whatever, whatever it may be? I have my opinion on what I kind of <laughs> the reasons yeah. behind it are, but um, sure. what are your thoughts? Well, I think um, the um, we have a number of um, you know walk through the Bible, and the Bible has a number of things to say to men and a number of things to say to women, and I think it's um, just basic good reasoning to say the reason why the Bible says those things to us as men or as women is because we need to hear them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, we have particular proclivities, um, things that we're apt to forget or temptations. Um, and of course there are generic, you know, across the board encouragements, love one another, um, you know, honor all men, um, and so forth. But then when the Bible stops and says, now women, this is what you need to watch out for men husbands, wives, children, um, servants, masters, whatever, um, there's, I think that needs to be taken seriously. So I, I, would, I would walk through those texts and I would say, I think that um, the Bible demonstrates that um, women uh, have, in general, uh, a more of a temptation to fear, mm, uh, mm -hmm. anxiety, worry, um, and um, uh, an unhelpful, destructive uh, criticism. Mm. Um, and that doesn't mean that men are immune to those sins because mm -hmm. um, <laughs> um, we're not. But I think, um, you know, first Peter three would be a place you go um, to uh, mm. encourage women to be fearless. Um, mm -hmm. have, mm -hmm. walk, through, walk through Proverbs and you have um, the warnings about um, a woman's criticism, a critical spirit and how it'd mm. be better to be on the rooftop um, or in the desert um, than around, you know, that dripping faucet. Um, the power that a woman has to pull down her own household with mm. her own hands yeah. um, rather than building it up with wisdom. Um, I, mm. I mean, so I'd point to those things and say, um, so I think those are natural um, temptations. And, um, and so put a man in danger. So, so if a man is mm. actually, actually being a pastor, actually being an elder, he's actually fighting wolves He's actually mm. gu guarding a real flock and it's not just a, um, you know, I wear a, a nice suit and I stand up in front of people and give a pep talk and tell a few jokes and shake hands. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if that's what you think pastoring and eldering is, then um, you're going to, you're going to be in for a massive shock mm -hmm. when, um, 
sin shows up or you actually, mm. you know, deal with sin. And so, um, and I think even lots of really good men and pastors, families, pastor uh, marriages, um, mean well, want to serve Jesus, want to do well. And nevertheless, I think most of our seminaries do a terrible job in preparing men mm. to actually go fight, mm-hmm. um, mm. much less preparing them to prepare their wives and children mm. yeah. um, for that task. I mean, we have, we have neighbors that are uh, um, army military family and, uh, and, you know, talking with them some about um, their experiences. Uh, the wife has had her husband deployed a number of times and she spent, she spent a lot of their marriage actually counseling other women through yeah. their yeah. husbands being deployed to Afghanistan and you mm-hmm. know, Iraq and w- or wherever. And, and I think at least in the, there it's, I mean, it's still just as hard and there's, you know, yeah high divorce rates and all kinds of Mm -hmm. terrible things, at least there, there's sort of this anticipation of this is going to be really, really hard. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I don't think we think that way when it comes to the ministry, Mm -hmm. like Mm -mm. we should. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you Mm -hmm. understand what Jesus says about following him, if we understand um, what Paul tells Timothy about, you know, this is, you're, you're called to war. You're going to fight. Yeah. uh, You know, it's, it's a spiritual war. It's a spiritual battle. but um, all the warnings are there, um, mm. and um, and if and if we're really shepherding, it's going to be dangerous. People are not going to like us. We're going to make enemies, um, and we're going to be rejected, betrayed, and so on. And if that's the case, men are going to be tempted to be cowardly. Men are going to be tempted to give up. Men are going to be tempted mm. to take an easier route. And and it's very tempting. To ha- you know, the temptation for the wife is going to be right next to you saying yeah, maybe this isn't the way to go. Maybe you should say it nicer. Maybe you shouldn't be <laughs> so hard on this. Um, and, and just, or just be scared, want to avoid the conflict. Mm-hmm. And, and so rather than being the help of the man and saying, um, you know, giving good wisdom, giving good feedback, but then saying, I, you know, I trust you. I know that this is what you're called to. I know mm-hmm. that, um, that, you know, fighting, you know, the fight, the challenge, the difficulty, that was what we signed up for. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus said it was going to be hard, and here we yeah. are. Um, that kind of support is what a man needs, and mm. and, and we're all mm. tempted. And um, so I think um, it's a it's a, either a recipe for a, a glorious thing or a mm-hmm. recipe for disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes me what you were saying reminds me of something that you said in the interview with Jared. Is um, you said something along the lines of "Sorry if I misquote you to your face," but. <laughs> Something along the of, I can't remember uh, what I said. <laughs> it was like, if the work of a pastor could be done by a woman, then you're doing it wrong. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like the, right. the, the yeah. pastor, it should be a very masculine position. And um, honestly, I think like during times of mental clarity, a lot of wives would say that they don't want milk toast in a husband or in their pastor. Yeah. But it's the times of fear that you're like, but wait a minute, maybe not, maybe, you know. And so I think it's a good reminder just to like, okay, God is our ultimate provider and security, Mm -hmm. not actually our husband, although he's Mm -hmm. the provider of the Lord, like he he provides for our family, but ultimately it's God who provides. And that, I think that helps me, um, in times Mm -hmm. of fear, um, to remember that, like, I want to encourage Jared to be obedient to the Lord and trust that we're in obeying him, the Lord provides. And it's not right. the congregation, you know, cause a lot of times you worry about money and like, will they fire you? And you know, weird right. things like mm. that. So yeah, that's really helpful. And that's exactly what, you know, Peter points women to in first Peter three, where, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he says that, you know, when he's encouraging a woman who's married to a difficult man, a man who's not even mm-hmm. a man, um, to, um, to, to submit to him, to seek to win him over with, without even using words. Yeah. Um, and then, and then says, you know, but, and, and don't, and try, don't try to be manipulative with your appearance, but um, adorn yourself with a gentle and quiet spirit, which is most precious in the sight of God. Um, I always think of that as being, you know, that's the very point you're making, because um, if you know that you're precious in the sight of God, um, then you know that you're, that, that mm. God, God has his eye on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. Uh, and if he has his eye on you, and he's watching over you, then that's what gives, you know, a woman courage. Mm. Um, and then mm-hmm. he walks right into it and says, just like Sarah, who, you know, um, submitted to her husband, calling him, you know, calling Abraham Lord. Um, and you are her daughters if you do well and mm-hmm. don't fear anything that's mm-hmm. terrifying. Mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. um, so it's all bound together there of knowing who you are in Christ yeah. allows yeah. you to be the perfect support of, of your husband mm -hmm. and be fearless. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. That's the verse we took our uh, podcast name from <laughs> for that exact reason. That's great. Yeah. Um, I'm curious because I feel like we have a really, really healthy culture among the pastor's wives at Refuge right now. Um, I have seen, I, part of this I really think is denominationally different from what we were a part of in the past. And Brian kind of replanted our church. Past experiences were very unhealthy pastor's wife um, interactions, both inside and outside the church sometimes. I'm just wondering if like what, what, if you've observed any helpful ways that pastors, like how could we as lead pastor's wives be encouraging this sort of culture to the other pastor's wives? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think um, a couple things come to mind. One is I think um, keeping your, your priorities, your, your loyalties straight is mm -hmm. really important. And so the first one we just hit, which is your, your absolute yeah. ultimate uh, uh, loyalty is to Christ, mm -hmm. uh, no matter what. Um, and that's your security. That's your courage. And then secondarily to your husband um, and, uh, and, and your family um, that mm -hmm. you are called to with him. And, and then um, there is a general loyalty, of course, to the body that God's called you to. Um, but I think mm. that, um, sometimes um, there's a temptation. There's a lot of emphasis on community, a lot of emphasis on hospitality, a lot of emphasis on, you know, uh, those kinds of things, which, you know, yay, community. I, like, I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> community. Um, but whenever you um, throw something out and say, you know, watch out for this, somebody's about to say, oh, you, wait, you don't yeah. believe in community. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't think we do community very well. And, mm. and I think, um, and, there's, and there's various extremes, you know, there's the, you know, there's the problems of just, you know, you're, you don't know anybody in your church at all because you walk in mm -hmm. and walk out. That's obviously a major problem. You're not actually living out the gospel in everyday life. I think, though, that there's a, another, um, in our culture, we have, um, we've thrown out all formality. So we don't have any formality anymore. Everything's informal. Everything's casual. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and what can happen, though, is because we don't have some of those formalities anymore, you run back into doing community. And it's really easy for families to start blending together in really weird ways. Hmm. Um, and like, you know, we do dinner with them, you know, three times a week. Oh, and, okay. Or whatever. And all of a mm -hmm. sudden it's like, and, you know, and, and then like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I've seen it get weird where like you've got, you know, moms spanking kids from, you know, three different families. Oh my families. gosh. <laughs> and, and it's and like, you know, okay, I understand extreme circumstances sometimes call mm -hmm. for extreme measures, but like all things being equal, like, you should only be spanking the buns of your own kids and, and let the other moms spank their buns, you know, and, yeah. and if you're, and if you're in that kind of situation that often, I think you're probably up in each other's business too much. Okay. Uh, yeah. But I think, but I think that kind of, that's kind of, you know, silly example, but at the same time, what can happen though is in weird sort of ways, um, your girlfriend's opinion starts to become more important to you than mm -hmm. your husband's opinion. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And, yeah. and because, you know, I know, I know how it is, you know, you get together and you talk shop and it's, mm -hmm. you know, the, the homeschool curriculum and mm -hmm. what are you feeding the kids and she's mm -hmm. got this kind of rash and, you know, whatever, <laughs> and, and, you know, and you're, and you're doing what moms are supposed to do, which is yeah. glorious, is glorious, but you, but you want to do it constantly though, remembering, um, but I'm first of all on Jesus's team. And then mm -hmm. secondarily, I'm on my husband's team, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. which means there ought to be a lot of times in the conversation where you, where wives cheerfully say, well, my, my husband says we're doing it this way. And I think that's, and it's great. And, yeah. and, and everybody knows that that's great. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. even, mm -hmm. even if the girl next to you says, well, my husband says we're doing it this way. I mean, if, it, <laughs> if, it's, if it's in matters of freedom, you know, yeah. there, mm -hmm. there's, there's no, thus says the Lord use this particular, you know, diaper rash cream or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, it's like, then it's, everybody knows, then that's what you're supposed to do. Yes. Um, and, and so the, the loyalty, the loyalty test, if there is one is, are you being loyal to Christ and are being, are you being loyal to your husband? Mm -hmm. and, then, and then of course there can be sort of secondary or tertiary um, levels of loyalty to the church community you know, that, that you, you know, you wouldn't um, talk bad about, you know, your church to somebody or, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. you, you wouldn't take the dirty laundry out in public. Um, kind of thing. But I think there's, um, I think guarding um, uh, your fellowship 
um, is really, really key to keeping a healthy culture. Um, where, mm. and, and I think also being willing to, you know, tell a gal, you know, you need to, you know, how, how is she talking about her husband? Mm-hmm. Um, is, is it turning into complaining? Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's, you know, one of the other elders wives or it's a deacon's wife or, you know, and, and like, and then you, you think, oh, I don't know. I don't want to say, I don't want, she, you know, she might think that I'm being uppity or she thinks that I'm, I'm saying she's a bad wife or, you know, mm. and, and, but like, you really have to be able to have uh, frank, honest conversations, be willing to risk things when the stakes are really low. Yeah. If, if you're not um, tending things there at that point, um, mm-hmm. when it is high stakes, you'll never, it's it'll all be gone. I mean, you won't, you mm. won't have, um, you'll be terror, you'll be really terrified then. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you won't have the, um, the, you know, the, the equity, you won't have the money in the bank um, where you've been able to, um, uh, I mean, uh, you know, the old saying goes, you know, good fences make good neighbors. Mm. Um, and, and I think that's really true. Um, um, and, and I think, and I think we need to recognize both sides of that. Sometimes we say, oh yeah, that's a nice saying. But I think knowing where your family ends and where the next family begins mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and, and, and guarding those, those borders biblically um, is, um, I think, re- actually a, a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, for practicing um, uh, then um, to support your husband mm-hmm. and your husbands in how they have to uh, make hard decisions sometimes mm. and, and duke things out. I think, you know, I think also the, even just, you know, guarding, discussing what's going on, like, you know, yeah. the, church, the church decisions. Yeah. Right. Mean, yeah. It's, it's, there's not a, there's not a shadow board of elders wives. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. No. Like, or like, or like you, you, you want, I mean, I think, every man has to, you know, guard his own wife and know, mm-hmm. you know um, how to lead her well and know like, I, yeah. need your, I need your input on this situation. And maybe in other d- things you just say, Hey, just pray for me on this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you don't drag your wife through that particular situation. Yeah. And so sometimes some elders wives might know more than others, elder wives, elder mm-hmm. wives. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's just mm-hmm. that, it, cause it's not, the church is not ruled by couples the church no that's a good by, point my elders uh, yeah and so yeah. each man needs to get input from his wife but it shouldn't be like then if the elder wives get together and have a fellowship time that mm. they're hashing through things and saying <laughs> no <laughs> pretty yeah. sure pretty sure they're going to decide it like this because i said you know or oh whatever. my gosh I mean, yeah I mean, that, that's a recipe <laughs> for disaster right horrible yeah and, and so no, knowing where i think again knowing your boundaries knowing the boundaries mm-hmm. of your family knowing the boundaries of this is our family, this is how we do things, and that's glorious, and that's good, uh, knowing the church boundaries, knowing the elder boundaries. I think those are all really significant principles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's good. You touched on it a little bit, but um, so what are what are some ways that uh, wives can give input and mm-hmm. be in a right way um, on topics? And and should, should wives really give input on church matters necessarily? Like, should I mean I'll just make it personal like should I say something to Jared if I disagree with a church decision you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. a lot of times I'm like it's not my place should I even say anything but then at the same time I don't know like what's your thoughts on something like that yeah well I I think that um uh, number one obviously if um your husband asks for input yeah um then mm-hmm. I, that's a that's a big you know green light to mm-hmm. you know please what do you think mm-hmm. um I think um, we are um, in a um, in a position where I think you have um, you will tend to uh, if you're a leader's wife you will tend to have um, you'll tend to hear more you'll tend to see more mm-hmm. um, so I think your um, your perspective is incredibly valuable um, and I think any any godly man worth his salt is generally going to be wanting that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I would just say, I think that probably the check on it is the check on, um, you know, where's this coming from? It, it, did I have a bad day? And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and, mm-hmm. uh, and like, I'm kind of, you know, I, you know, I'm upset with dinner and I'm upset with <laughs> the kids and, Oh, and I thought of one more thing. Um, oh my gosh. I, I've been meaning to tell you, honey. Yeah. Probably not. Yeah. A good idea. Um, and, um, 
And so, you know, there's probably, you know, sometimes it's going to be just like the, well, why don't you pray on it for a day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and see if you wake up tomorrow morning feeling quite as strongly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. And maybe, you know, uh, the, the concern that was at a nine drops down to a four mm-hmm. and yeah, it's still something that you can share, mm-hmm. but it's really just a four it w- and it was going to come out as a nine. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and so I would just say, you know, is it coming from a place of, you know, am I, am I trying to be helpful to my husband? Am I trying to be helpful to the church? Mm. Or am I just, um, you know, am, again, am I just being bitter? Am I being critical? Yeah. Or trying uh, to control. Or, or from, being controlling, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so, have, you know, the, the example of, um, you know, make uh, 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 reap a cheap in uh, um, uh, Prince Caspian, um, where he doesn't believe in Aslan. He doesn't believe in any of this stuff. He gives his input. And then the decision is made, we're going to go look for the Pevensies um, and Aslan. And he says, all right, I'm in, I'll go. Um, and, and the king looks at him and says, wait, I thought you don't even believe in this. And he says, no, I, I don't believe in it. Um, but I know the difference between giving advice and taking orders. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, and he says, I've given my advice and mm-hmm. now I'm ready to take orders. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a lesson for all of us. I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's a warrior mm-hmm. in a battle. I'm an elder on an elder board. Um, I give, mm-hmm, input, mm-hmm. I give feedback, mm-hmm. um, and I might even vote no on, mm-hmm. you know, on yeah. some decision that the elder board's going to make. And, um, and I need to know, unless it's, you know, a motion to deny the gospel, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, uh, most, you know, 99.999% of the time, it's the kind of, it's a decision where it's like, okay, I differ, but, um, I gave my input, I gave my advice, and now I'm going to take orders. Yeah. And now that decision is our decision. Yeah, right. And every every marriage has to practice that. So, yeah. you know, husband and wife go discuss it. The wife should tell her husband, you know, everything in a godly way. And then the decision that's made is our decision. Mm-hmm. It's, not, yeah. it's, it's not her decision. It's not his decision. It's, it's our decision. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, and in terms of his headship, it, it is his decision. But nevertheless, it's, uh, you know, there's a unified front. And, um, and I think that's, it's even more important for um, a pastor's family and a pastor's mm-hmm. elder's marriage mm-hmm. um, that they have that unified front. And mm-hmm. especially when it comes to public decisions where it's not just oh a, my gosh. Yes. A, a parenting decision or, a, yes. you know, um, how we're going to spend the money, a budget decision yeah. in the household. But when it comes to, you know, the elders decided this, um, then it's, you know, you, you want to know where your loyalty is and say, I'm, I'm in there. I, I was there. Mm-hmm. My husband made that decision. You know, mm-hmm. even if that wasn't his vote, the elders decided mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So I'm on that team. And mm-hmm. being on the team, though, doesn't mean you can't ever give additional input. You know, you, yeah. can, you can still say, okay, I'm, I understand this was a decision made. Um, I'm in. I'm on the team. And um, here are one or two things that, you know, you might keep in mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that I mean, I think that kind of understanding and thoughtfulness um, goes miles and miles to protecting uh, the church. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's really good. I couldn't even imagine. I don't even know if, what I'd do if I heard a pastor's wife complaining in front of a group of <laughs> at the congregation. Just so, uh, just awkward. Yeah. Well, and yeah. and a lot of times too, it won't. When you get to a point where a woman feels free to actually full on criticize, it's, yes, that's so true. Typically, it's been yep. happening in a lot more mild yeah. ways <laughs> yeah. over years. Yeah, because yeah. it was presented in terms of prayer requests, um, <laughs> or um, you know, just just sharing. I just want to share. Yeah, I have a con- I have a concern. Yeah, and it, we we put mm. little Bible Bible words or Christianese words around it, and then a bunch of people are saying, "Well, I didn't want her to think that I wasn't being thoughtful or caring." Mm. But it turns yeah. out it was, it really was just complaining, criticizing. It was just yeah. uh-huh. boxed in these, you know, Bible right. words or something. Right. Um, so that's, that's yeah. where you have to be willing to throw down and be willing, or at least, you know, pull somebody aside afterwards or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, you know, that, that I, I understand you have concerns. I understand you're worried, yeah. you're upset, but this is not the, the time or the place or the way to do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had that happen once in a group setting where, um, a woman that I knew really well made a very inappropriate comment about, you know, my husband, the lead pastor in front of the group of women. And I kind of, it felt out of nowhere and I kind of didn't know what to do. And after the fact, um, I told Brian, I said, I felt like that was way more than what she was saying up front. Like there was more under the surface. And 
lo and behold, a year later, you know, they're gone. And it made, it really taught me to kind of, when I see that happen now, I want to confront it immediately instead of sitting on it out of fear Mm -hmm. of the person or for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. because I mean, it just, we should be able to go to one another a lot quicker than we do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a question. You talk in your tweet about husbands discipling their wives. Um, right. I was just wondering if you had, because most of our listeners are going to be the wives. So um, right. what are some practical examples or recommendations if you have them um, for like husband and wife discipleship? Do you have books that you like? Do you, yeah. I mean, what's it look like for your family? Um, yeah. I know that's going to be a, kind of a different question because of course it can look different for different families, but I just thought maybe you could give some admonishments towards the wives of how to spur their husbands on if they feel like that's not happening. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so first off I did write discipling, not disciplining. Okay. Um, a lot of, uh, although I, you know, sort of technically I don't think that's would have been the end of the world if I had said that, but I understand <laughs> that word has connotations that would be even more difficult to swallow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did say disciple and I picked that word on purpose. Um, mm-hmm. We're all disciples of Jesus and it is a husband's job mm-hmm. uh, to disciple his wife. Mm-hmm. Ephesians 5 uh, makes that really, really clear. Um, yeah. And so, um, I, yes, a few ideas. I mean, number one, I, I think um, the um, this is one of those things where I think a wife, a really well-meaning wife, um, can actually um, shoot herself in the foot if she's not careful. Uh, mm. Now, um, I know that you know, maybe, maybe the audience here um, has really, really strong, good relationships, and it would be nothing for a wife to say, hey, could we read a book together or um, you know, do more together? But if you're in a position where you think, I don't think my husband's really discipling me very well or very much. You're probably like not in a good position to try to bring it up. Yeah. um, At least not. um, You would, it would need to be very, very kind of low key, I think, because what (laughs) um, you can unintentionally um, uh, what you're basically doing is um, uh, undercutting Mm -hmm. come across as undercutting and not respecting. And then the last thing he wants to do is the thing that you're trying to get him to do. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be for sinful reasons. It can also be that um, he knows that he's called to be a leader and now you're trying to lead him. Yeah. Lead, lead him you. into leading you. <laughs> and so there you are in kind of this awkward place. And so I mean, probably, initially I would just say, um, if, if you have a desire for more of it, you think that there ought to be more, you wonder if there should be more, I would take that to the Lord mm. and I would just make that a, um, a, a, a thing of just be praying for it, mm-hmm. um, lay it before the Lord. Um, I think, you know, sometimes, uh, it may just be, it may be that your husband is discipling you, but it may not be the way you want to be discipled. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so um, true. And, uh, you know, but. But, you know, this is exactly what Jesus did with his disciples. You know, I mean, he, mm-hmm. he knew what he was doing, even though the disciples, you know, were caught off guard. Yeah, that's true. Half the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so, but I would just say, lay it before the Lord, ask the Lord, um, you know, is it, you know, should this be improved? Is there something that needs mm-hmm. to be improved? If so, would you lay it on my husband's heart? Mm-hmm. Um, and um, again, remember First Peter 3, um, trying to win your husband over without a word. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. and if that's the case with the man who's not obeying the word, uh, mm. the first one says, you know, how much more so, you know, I'm, you know, he, it's interesting that Peter puts it that way and he doesn't say unbeliever. Um, mm-hmm. but it, it could be very well be an unbeliever, someone who's just flagrantly not obeying the word. Um, it could also be a pretty decent Christian guy. Who's just kind of sloppy in some areas, mm-hmm. not obeying, mm. or maybe it's a very godly man who has a blind spot. Um, mm. You know, so it's a whole mm. range of things, and Peter intentionally puts it that way, um, and then says, um, "Submit to him, and yeah. try to win him over. Uh, you know, adorn your life with the gospel, and um, try to win him over without a word." Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. and so, um, and so I would start by I, I think um, by talking to God about it, mm. um, and really praying it out over you know um, probably. Um, weeks at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just, you know, asking the Lord about it, asking him to deal with your heart, 
um, mm. asking him to lay it on your husband's heart um, and, and not bringing it up initially. Um, again, unless, you know, if, if you have a super A plus marriage and everything's going great and you say, Hey, how about we read a book together and, and it mm-hmm. would, you know, then great, do it. Um, but again, the greater your concern, probably the more you need to pray. Um, yeah, I think we have to be careful. Like when, when we're expecting certain pictures of discipleship from our husband, we have to remember that they're men and not women. And mm-hmm. so their spiritual right. impulses are going to be different. I think a lot of times maybe women like want matching prayer journals with their husband that right. they exchange <laughs> once a week or, yeah. you know, it's just, it's not the masculine impulse. And so sometimes we can read what they're trying to lead us in as completely wrong, but we need to honor that that's the way God's leading them to lead us. If that makes any sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's a, I think that's a huge thing that, I mean, it's, it's, um, you know, the, 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 the second greatest commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. And, um, and then, you know, and it, it, like that gets you about halfway there. Um, mm-hmm. because it turns out that your neighbor is different than yourself. Yeah. And then, and then add to that and God's great you know, joke is, and now, you know, a man and a woman, you know, you know mm-hmm. you're not only different than each other, but you're a man and you're a woman. And, um, <laughs> and so, um, you know, I remember, uh, I, I've told this story a couple of times, but in different contexts, but um, a number of years ago, I broke down, I'd seen the book, um, the five love languages. And, oh, gosh. I, and I totally mm-hmm. like everything about me sort of revolts at, you know, that kind of, book. <laughs> and I, and I, um, but I, I it, it, like, it was just going around and it, I was sort of like, all right, well, if I'm going to criticize it and make fun of it, I should at least know what I'm making fun of. <laughs> so I ordered a copy. I flipped through a little bit. And I was like, okay, you know, yeah, it's about as, kind of corny as I thought but um <laughs> but in the back there's that little there's a there's a quiz which I guess you can find online now um but um I thought it'd be fine I took my wife out um for coffee one night and we went through the quiz together and um I went to high school with my wife um I knew her for six years before we were married um and then it, by that point I think we had been married another we probably been married eight years so I've you know I'd probably known her 14 or 15 years by this point when we sat down to take this <laughs> love language quiz. Uh, and it, it sticks out on my mind because I just like, I, we had these hilarious moments where, where we're going back and forth and, I, and I'm looking at her and I'm saying, you like what? <laughs> and, 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 and she would look at me and do the same thing. You really? And, and, and the funny thing is, of hmm. course, we tend to do things for one another because we like them. Right. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, it's, and it's natural because you love your neighbor mm-hmm. as yourself and you think, mm-hmm. well, I really appreciate this. So surely mm-hmm. she would. Mm-hmm. And she's like, nice. It's okay. Like, okay. <laughs> the last eight years. Um, and, you know, and then, uh, you know, and vice versa. And, and so you, part of learning to love your neighbor as yourself is learning that you have unique preferences and, and mm-hmm. needs. And, um, and then, and so, oh, so she must have different needs, preferences. He must have different. Mm-hmm. You know? And so that's, part of respecting your husband, I think really mm-hmm. very much rec- respecting his personality, respecting his ability, mm-hmm. his interests, um, which of course doesn't mean that you don't have any input or feedback. Um, yeah. But I think really um, not only is he a man, but he's a particular man. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And um, you know, maybe more um, talkative or less talkative, maybe um, more interested in theology or less interested in theology may um, be yeah. more, in particular hobbies or others and mm-hmm. respecting him means really thinking highly of the way God's made him. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh man. I'm, I'm on his team and God gave me him. And, and it doesn't mean that he's not improving. He's not sanctifying. He's not mm-hmm. growing more mm-hmm. into Christ, but you have to start from a, from a perspective. God gave you him. Right. And, yeah. And, and, and expect that God wasn't um, messing with you. God wasn't tricking yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, God gave you that particular man and he knew what he was doing. You needed that man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, I think that's, I think that's huge. Um, to, to your particular question, Jordan, um, the, um, I think some of the things that we've done over the years that have, in terms of discipling, I think some of it, um, it was absolutely, well, I mean, all of it's the grace of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of it was like very much like stumbling into the grace of God mm-hmm. um, early, <laughs> early in our marriage. I mean, we, we both came from healthy um, Christian homes and had a lot of equity given to mm. us from our families, which is just huge. And, and yeah. sort of in, instinctive things about um, 
how you work through challenges and so forth that um, you just, you know, when you grow up in a home where your husband, your, your mom and dad love each other and, and mm-hmm. deal with things mm-hmm. in a godly way. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of extra equity there that you don't even realize until later. Mm. Um, but I think there's, um, I think there's two sides of it, at least. Um, one side of it is just um, exercising leadership, um, mm. a husband exercising leadership, which is, again, something you can't really um, have your husband, you can't like, you know, instruct him to lead you. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, he, but there may be ways in which he's trying to lead you that you, you know, are not interested in or are not mm. noticing or not picking up on. Um, that really are very intentional, and that is him. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean, sometimes, sometimes Jesus led the disciples with instructions like, um, "Now let's go across the lake." Hmm. <laughs> and it's not like, well, like, but where's the Bible study? Yeah, yeah. Like, but, but you know, yeah, where um, are we going to pray on the boat? Are we going to, you know? And Jesus is like, mm-hmm. "No, we're just going across the Sea of Galilee, mm-hmm. and there's going to be a storm." Mm-hmm. And um, and that's the leader. And so it, it could be something like, no, um, we're not going to go on that vacation mm. or, or we are mm-hmm. going on that vacation. And you say, but do we really have the money for it? And he says, yes, I looked at it and we do submit. We're going to Hawaii, um, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, and, um, you know, and, you know, I use a silly example, but you know, maybe it's, you know, we're going to this restaurant for dinner or, um, I'd really like to have such and such family over for dinner sometime. Can, mm-hmm. can we mm-hmm. figure that out um, in our schedule? Um, or maybe let's not spend so much time with that particular mm. family. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. They're nice and everything, but you know, uh, there's some things there in the family culture that I don't think are as healthy and, and let's, mm. um, let's be more careful. Yeah. Um, I, you know, or it could be, I need to work on the car tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but you know, we were going to have family time. Well, but I, well, no, I'm going to work on the car tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. and he's leading yeah and the question is well are you going to follow mm-hmm. um that's, yeah that's so there's um uh one uh, uh one pastor that is an older experienced pastor that i um i follow and i've learned a lot from over the years um one time described um uh husband uh, the leadership of a husband as you know uh, you have to um exercise um uh your wife's submission muscles sometimes <laughs> which maybe sounds kind of i don't know mi- medieval um or patriarchal um but uh but there's but there really is a like um if if you're um if you're not ever making decisions um, mm-hmm. that, that weren't your wife's first pick mm. um then you're not practicing for when things are hard mm. yeah um That's a good point now, so there's, so there's, and, and of course, in a, you have to be putting in, um, you know, the, the, in order, uh, there's the side on the, the wife's side that's just willing, needs to be willing to do that for the sake of Christ. On the flip side, the husband is called to be loving his wife um, mm-hmm. and, um, and building the kind of friendship and camaraderie with his wife mm-hmm. so that when he, he says, nah, we're, we're, you know, thanks, appreciate your input. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it really isn't the end of the world. It's yeah. like, okay, great. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, I, and I think then, then the other thing, so there's the leadership side of things, which is discipling. Discipling is, is teaching people to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're teaching your a husband's job is to teach his wife to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and that means cheering her on. It means um, encouraging her. It means correcting. It means all those things, or just making decisions. I mean, a lot of mm-hmm. it is just, we're going to do this on Tuesday and not that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we're going to do this this weekend and not that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the other piece of it though, is, um, making sure that, um, the, in Ephesians five, it's husbands, um, wash your wives with the water of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. so, um, that's the, the real sanctifying thing. Um, and so, you know, I think the other side of discipleship and discipling is, um, is definitely the, um, is the content of, um, the gospel. Uh, the content mm-hmm. of the word. Um, and I think, you know, books can be helpful we, um, uh, with that. I think um, our, um, so the, the two things I'm thinking of is in, in my own um, marriage, um, one um, that relates to that first thing would be early in our marriage. I think one of the, the early times where God um, sort of 
gave me an opportunity to lead that I didn't, I didn't really know. But we, <laughs> we, we grew up together so much in high school that I think um, we mm. have always gotten along really well. Um, we're really good friends. And I think one of the um, dangers, I don't know danger, but liabilities that can come with that is that um, I think a particularly a, a man can be so casual in his leadership that he's not mm. really leading because mm. we're just fr- we're just friends and we just you know yeah. it's always sort of a hey what do you want to do I don't know what do you want to do I don't know what do you want to do all right and you kind of you kind of fall into doing something mm-hmm. um, but my wife was um, got was kind of sick um, after um, uh, she graduated from college she was teaching and uh, had a year where her health was just kind of um, pretty um, not great and um, and I don't. Um, know what it was that finally dawned on me. We saw doctors and stuff. And I, I finally thought, I think stress is just somehow mm. tied to all this. I think she's just stressing about it. And she was teaching and she loves teaching. And it was kind of a weird thing where it's like, I just think, I just think you're stressed. And, um, and so I said, I thought about it. Something. I, said, I, I think you need to come home. I think we didn't, we didn't have kids yet, but I said, I think we just need to I think you need to quit and I think you need to come home. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, it was probably like this time of year, it's probably like March. And it was like, well, it's the end of the school year. And I don't want to oh. do that. I'm <laughs> letting people down. And, and, you know, I feel like, a, you know, all this stuff. And I, and I just finally sort of put my foot down. I said, no, um, no, you need to give your two weeks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, and it was, you know, and, and she did it and it was, but it was hard. And, um, and then like a month later, everything starts clearing up mm. and it was, and it was like a huge gift. Wow. Yeah. But it was one of those things where, um, I just had to sort of lead mm-hmm. and, um, and it wasn't her favorite. She didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, she, lo- <laughs> she looks back on it though and says, thank you. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, but, um, I think that's one thing that I remember le- learning that, or, I think we had been married for, oh, maybe three or four years at that time. Uh, hmm. when that happened and I look back on that and it was a huge lesson like oh wow like that was that, and that was from the Lord and it yeah. wasn't you know mm-hmm. uh, uh, anything I came up with and then, then the other side of it I think would just be um, constantly um, in the word and talking about the word mm-hmm. and, and yeah. so um, I went through some early I don't know cage stage uh, <laughs> fa- fa- phases in you know family devotions where, um, I think, I think my, um, uh, enthusiasm was a little overboard, um, mm. where, you know, it was a, you know, 20 minute kind of structured thing that <laughs> I look back on and I think, well, you know, thank you, Lord, that my wife was so kind <laughs> to me. Um, but, but I would say the positive thing was that we've, we've prayed together and we've read the mm. Bible together, um, <laughs> for our entire marriage. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, and I think, um, you know, we, we, we talk regularly. Uh, I mean, mm. my wife is a, is a great conversationalist. Um, she asks really good questions. Mm. Um, and, and so she, I think she's taught me, um, how, mm. to, uh, how to talk more about, um, what I'm reading mm. in the Bible. Um, she's, um, yeah. she asks me questions a lot. I mean, that, that's one of the things that the Bible says that, you know, hmm. wives, if you have questions about what happened at church or what was yeah, the sermon was right. on, yeah. go home ask and ask your husband. Your husband. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so um, she's asked, you know, she asks me questions all the time. Hmm. And um, I think um, so much of um, that washing with the water of the word is just immersing yourself in the word. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and, mm-hmm. it, it, and so I don't think a wife necessarily has to say, um, you know, honey, can you make sure you get that spot there? Mm-hmm. But yeah. so much as it is um, just being in the word, yeah. um, loving Christ, loving the word and, um, and, and sharing, you know, as you notice things, as you learn mm-hmm. things or asking the question, what do you think that means? Yeah. Um, I think those hu- things together are great. Yeah, go ahead. My husband once observed, I think, yeah, it was him and I having a conversation where we were talking about how women do want this closeness in marriage, but oftentimes women are not very interesting people because we have just wasted so much of our time either on Netflix or <laughs> at work where we're not wow. actually cultivating an inner life. Yeah. And so I, I noticed a huge difference. One, when we got rid of Netflix and two, when we really, we've always been huge readers, but Brian is an insane reader. What did he read? He read over like 200 books last year, yeah. but 
I just noticed that we started having even better conversations because mm -hmm. we actually had meaningful stuff to talk about that yeah. wasn't just what was that cop show like that we watched right. last night? Like yeah. it just was so much yeah. better. Mm -hmm. So, so much better. So I think mm -hmm. women also have to be aware of that when they're approaching a desire for their husband to lead them. Well, mm -hmm. are you interested in what you want them to lead you into? Mm -hmm. yeah. Or, yeah. Or noticing the things that your husband's into. And, yeah, and no, that's true too. Being willing to lean into that is, you know, yeah. like, I mean, if, if he's really into cars, I mean, maybe yeah. you should do some thinking about cars and reading yeah. about cars yeah. and, you know, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, I think that's part of, yeah, I think that's a great, a really great point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just read Lord of the Rings for the first time ever. Oh. <laughs> and I'm so honestly, I'm so glad because it's Brian absolutely loves them. And they're, I, I, I found myself crying about it recently because of, there's so many beautiful parts in it, but yeah, it, yeah. it was really, it was a spiritual exercise for yeah. me to like get to Mordor. This is really long. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. I'm so glad that I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think the last thing I would just say on, on your question um, mm -hmm. and is I think um, the, the, the oil um, that keeps the whole car running in any relationship, but especially the marriage relationship is confession of sin and forgiveness. Oh yes. Yes. Um, and, and, um, uh, pastor, uh, Doug Wilson likes to say keeping, um, short accounts, mm -hmm. yeah. um, yep. but just but there's, there's never anything on your ledger. You're not holding anything against your husband. You're not holding anything against yeah. your wife. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. It's just, you're, you have clean conscience and you're in full fellowship. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, I think that's just huge though. Um, and, and I think in terms of a wife saying, what can I do on my end? Mm -hmm. I would say what you can do is make sure you've confessed your sins to your husband mm -hmm. and make sure you're forgiving your husband for everything mm -hmm. you've asked your forgiveness for. Yeah. Um, make sure that as far as it depends upon you, you're at complete peace and in complete fellowship with mm -hmm. him. Because what that is then is that you're smoothing the path for him to yeah. lead you. Yeah. If yeah. there's mm -hmm. anything between you, that's just making it more difficult for him to lead. Yeah. Uh, but if you yeah. say, no, I, I really want, um, I want to be discipled. I want to be led. Well, put yourself in the best possible position to be led. Right. And I think, and I mm -hmm. think that is being in a place where um, you are in, in, in complete fellowship with him. Mm -hmm. um, all, mm -hmm. um, every, you know, all the sins are forgiven um, and you have the joy of the Lord. And, and then sort of, then you're ready to go. You're, you're dressed and ready to go mm -hmm. whenever he says, Hey, how about this? Or how about that? Um, yeah. I think, but, but if you have unconfessed sin or shame or guilt or um, bitterness against your husband, um, you're not in any position to actually um, follow his lead. Mm -hmm. And he says, Hey, hon, why don't we do X, Y, or Z? Yeah. That's all. I really like, there was a, a little gospel -y paragraph in your um, article. Cause I think some people can look at this and, and kind of, you know, take the whole, well, you're not being, you're being legalistic towards a pastor's wife. And I just want to read this section kind of in closing. Um, you wrote the answer to all of this is the gospel and not finger pointing or blame shifting. Accusation is the way of the devil. And it's a cycle of confusion and bitterness that never fixes anything, but the gospel comes to all of us and confronts all of us for our own individual sin in the cross of Christ lift lifts up the only innocent victim in all of human history before our eyes. And in him, we see our particular sins crucified and the burden of our guilt falls off of our backs. And we are set free to obey Christ and serve our spouse and children and parents and people. And I just thought that was, I mean, what is it as pastors wives that helps us to, to be equipped in these things? And it's the gospel. Yeah. 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 Amen. Yeah, I, 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 I think um, that that um, of course I said that, so I agree with that too. <laughs> yeah. um, but but I think it's always the temptation for all of us to point. And, mm -hmm. and I mean, yeah. and, and you know, since the garden, it's the mm -hmm. woman you gave me. It was the serpent. Mm -hmm. You know, we we all want to shift blame, um, and that's the that's the glory of the gospel is that Christ takes the blame. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. um, and and really, that's that's the answer to wherever you are in, 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 in um, what you think needs to be worked on or strengthened or whatever is um, letting Christ take the blame. Yeah. Um, because what, what we're, what we're always mm. trying to, somehow we're trying to hold on to the blame um, mm -hmm. because we want power. We want, um, we want to be able to manipulate things, uh, but let Christ take the blame. He, he already took it. 
let him let the mm-hmm. burden fall off and mm-hmm. then be free. And, and when you're free, um, you're free to serve, um, the, the yes. ability to serve, the ability to help, the ability to, um, give help is all, um, it's just a hmm. blessing. And yeah. It's a blessing to you. It's a blessing to your husband. It's a blessing to your church. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Well, cool. Thank you so much for being with us today. That was a great conversation, Toby. Um, can you let people know where they can find you on social media? We keep forgetting to do that. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. My Twitter is TJ Sumter. And I think on Facebook, I'm Toby J. Sumter. Um, and uh, I'm uh, at tobyjsumter.com is where you can find my website. And uh, the, my blog is there. And if you want to follow other shenanigans I'm involved with, you can find me also at crosspolitic.com. Cool. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Toby. That's it today, guys. Uh, great to meet you guys. Yeah. Right. Say hi, say hi to your fam- your husbands, your families. I will. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. This show is a part of the ministry of The Shepherd's Crook. The Shepherd's Crook exists to remind pastors of Jesus through care, coaching, resources, and events. We have also started The Shepherd's Crook for Wives. Jordan and Lexi are contributing articles to the site, and you can find all the information at theshepherdscrook.co.